getting stitchy with it. It's episode 35. I'm Kate. I'm Tammy. And this is Knit Together. Hello. Hey there. Hi. Man, it has been so long. I know. Why does it feel like we just can't get together? What is going on with our lives? <laughs> well, I knew, everyone knows what was going on with my life. Yeah. Um, so I guess that's a, as good of a place to start as, as any, because I do want to thank everyone for their prayers and everything um, during the, the time that I was dealing with my mom passing away and you know it's been a long time coming but um, you know we know that um, she's in heaven now and yeah just keep praying for my dad and you know he's lonely and trying to trying to learn a new normal as we all are and I know you understand that too and yeah you know so a lot of changes all at one time, so we are yeah. happy to hear that you are doing a little bit better, and um, I know that you still have to take it day by day, I'm sure, and, um, you know, adjusting your routine is even something, because you used to um, have to go spend time with your mom every day, right? Um, most days, you know, it's, there was, I, I, I think it was, it's just, it's weird, because, I mean, in a sense, it is a relief, mm-hmm. but at the same time, you know, of course, I obviously really, really miss her, right. you know, and wish I could talk to her and everything, but I think we were under so much stress for so long, and, and I think Robert, he's the one who said that, like, really, I've been grieving for a couple of years now, even before yeah. she was gone, so, I mean, it's like, once it happened, I was like, okay, now I can move on. Yeah. You know, okay. and whereas... You know, I think really think with my dad, it's really just kind of starting. I, I don't right. think he was at that point, and you know, my sister's probably somewhere in the middle. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I know. Well, on the plus side, um, you have been knitting a little bit off and on. I know that, right? Or have you been work- I, working on anything? I've, yeah, I've been trying. Um, the the week that I took off work that I stayed down at my parents' house, um, I was working on a cardigan for Arwen. I think I've mentioned that before, mm-hmm. um, that I'd started that with the Tempted at 3 a.m. knit-along. And okay. so I got um, quite a bit of progress done on the front. It's, it's, have you looked at that pattern? No. It's really interesting construction. It's only three pieces. Oh. So, like, the body, you, you knit the body, like, bottom up and then you like cast on additional stitches that's the sleeve uh-huh. and then you do some short rows so that the sleeve will have enough and you continue working on the body and then you leave stitches live and finish off your sleeve and it says to bind off for the shoulder but I'll leave those live as well on a holder to do a three needle bind off right. but then you pick up the stitches back on the like the band and knit the hood oh. so so the hood the sleeve the body is like the left front, and then the hood sleeve, the body is the right front, and then you have a square for the back, and then you put them together. Nice. That's interesting. Except for the fact that it's taking forever once you get to where you're knitting the sleeve in addition. And it's, you've got the cable band that would run up the center, like your button band, although it's not buttons, and then the cable is is on the cuff. Mm -hmm. So you can't line them up, so you're doing, you've got to keep oh. track of two separate places in the ca- same cable chart on on the same row. You're in two different rows on the cable. Oh, I see what you mean. And you have to keep track of how many rows you've done on the sleeve because you're doing short rows. Yes, definitely. Well, that reminds me of like the one that I, when I knit, knit that little um, cover for my netbook laptop. 
Um, yeah. It had like three different cable charts because it had the one on the it had the left side cables, and they were done like every uh, four or five rows or something like that. And then it had the middle cable, and it had a cable twist. Like one cable twist was every six rows, and then it skipped and it did some like every eight rows. I mean, it was just basically right. like. So so many different ones, so I can understand how difficult it is to try to um, keep track of all that, especially on such a, something so big like a sweater. It seems like that would be really difficult. Yeah, and it's definitely not something that you can like travel with or mm-hmm. that I can take to knit together on Thursday nights because yeah. I just and seriously like I have to sit at the kitchen table and have it like my pattern spread out and my row counters mm-hmm. and the pin, you know, to like do my tally marks on you know and like be very. Um, you know, deliberate, about <laughs> yeah, <laughs> deliberate, yeah, deliberate, exactly, you know, to make sure that I'm not um, going to mess it up, so. Yeah, and sometimes I don't find that all that enjoyable, like, there are some things that I'm okay with that, like, you know, the monkey socks, where you kind of know what you're doing, um, the cowl that I'm making right now um, is the same sort of way, where I kind of know what I'm doing, and I just refer to a pattern, to make sure that I'm doing the next row ahead of time, the right one, you right. know. But something like that would be very hard for me <laughs> to do, to have to. Well, have and it's pattern. not a hard cable chart, even though I mean, it's a, there's only eight rows, but there's like I guess four or mm-hmm. four or five different, like the cables that like they because they're crisscrossing. So on on one row there there's like six cable crosses and the next time you and then of course you have your pearl row and then you have just four cable crosses and then you have six and then you have four again oh, so it's it's not too bad and it's but it's reversible nice <laughs> i like that so yeah except i've kind of hosed that up on because cabling without a cable needle uh-huh. so i i think i've got it figured out and if if i don't like at least on this one side it's not going to be completely reversible um but it's not going to be too bad. And then once, because I'm getting close to where it would be like where the hood and everything would fold back. So if I have to use a needle for that, I'll, I'll do it just yeah. to make sure that that's reversible. To where it you know, like and it. on the cuff, it doesn't matter because, um, you're not the problem is <laughs> like you have both knits and pearls. And so like if you have, and it's a four stitch cable. So say you're doing, um, you slip two and then you would knit the next two. So your yarn is behind. Mm hmm. And so, but then if you bring your needles in through the front and then you're going to, you know, knit the next two, you've got like that little wrap of where the yarn was behind. Yeah. So see, because there's sometimes it's like you're going to, it's where all four stitches are knit and sometimes you go in the front and sometimes you go in the back, depending on which direction you want it to twist. Mm -hmm. And then there's other times where it's like, you know, you're doing the knits, you're, you're like, Doing doing a knit, but then when you go in, you're purling, so it's like you're moving the yarn. So in that case, it's okay. Right. But but that's why it's so hard to try and figure out. And honestly, I just didn't put that much effort in trying <laughs> to figure it out. I was just like, I realized like eight inches in probably that this doesn't look entirely reversible. And I finally figured out what I was doing, but then I didn't have the energy to tear it out because that's when it. I was down at my mom's I was like I'm not tearing it out it looks fine on the front side and yeah no one's ever going to see that part so we'll just leave it so anyway that's that's been my main project and the, the other one is shawl that jazz but I really haven't been doing very much on that at all have you so. cast on for that one 
AI recast on again for like what the eighth <laughs> time. So, You're not giving me much hope for that pattern now that you keep saying that. <laughs> the pattern is easy. Yeah. The pattern is basically a short row heel. Uh huh. Like a one without big one. The, without the wraps. Uh huh. Here's here's my. Do you want to hear my problem? Yes, with this? I want to hear your problem because I'm okay. hoping to make this eventually, but you're not making it sound all that easy. So, hey, apparently this podcast is all about Tammy and her problems. We should <laughs> retitle the episode. Okay, no, I I, I actually messaged um, Sam Roshak, Samantha Roshak, the designer of Charlotte Jazz, um, to find out for certain what I was doing because here's here's my problem. I wanted to make it in the certain yarn that I had that I bought in Alaska that's a merino silk blend and it's probably a heavy fingering sport DK weight. Mm-hmm. I only have 600 yards. Uh-huh. The pattern calls for 1,000. Yeah. There's at least one person out on Ravelry that's like, I don't know what I did, but I made, I used way less yardage than the pattern called for. Uh-huh. Well, I think I figured out what she did because I had to clarify in the pattern there's a line where it says, it's, it's like basically you knit to the, the, um, next to the last stitch, mm-hmm. and then turn, and you don't wrap, okay? So you're, there's no wrapping, so right. that's the only difference really from, from the short row heel. And then it says to turn and, um, knit one stitch shorter. Mm-hmm. And so, and then and you turn and you just keep going back. So, Here's what I was thinking, and, and what I had to clarify from her, and, and I, I may not be repeating, quoting the pattern exactly right, but but it, it's it's misleading in that part. But what you want to do is it is really like a short row heel. So if you're on the front side, you knit to within the one stitch of the end, you turn. Then you knit to within one stitch of the back side uh-huh. so that you're doing it equal on both sides. So you're going to have one and one, two and two, Three and three, oh, yeah. four and four. Gotcha. What the other person did, and what I'm having to do because I don't have enough yarn, is I'm going to knit to one, within one on the front side, within two on the back, right. within three on the front, within four on the back. So it's like gotcha. the gap's going to be different. So it's mine's going to be a little bit pointier rather than the more rounded. Now, is that what she said when you told her that you were doing it that way, that it would just end up a little more pointy? No, I, I graphed it out on, on um, Excel. I actually had it because I was like trying to graph it out. I'm like going, what is the difference? And I figured out if I do that, I am going to use a lot less yarn right. and I can still make it prob- mostly the same size. It's just going to be a little bit sharper pointed gotcha. rather than round. She all, all she told me when I was trying to clarify was that, yes, it's basically like a short row heel. I see. So you do the same. So that's the secret. I gotcha. Okay. Well, so, that, that's yeah, pretty cool. The reason I had to cast on so many times was to get the gauge right. Yeah. Because because I started off with two small needles and it was going to be too tight. And I'm like, if I keep doing this, it's going to be like basically really, really small. Mm-hmm. And so then I went to bigger needles, way bigger. And then I'm like, no, this is too loosey-goosey and I don't like it. And so I finally, I think I ended up um, on eight. Somewhere in between. <laughs> yeah. So that's that's why I had to cast on so many stinking times. So. That sounds painful. Well, um, 
there's a lot of stitches. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I was like, there's a couple of uh, really pretty shawl patterns that I kind of wanted to make that are like rec rectangular shawls. And it's like, cast on 584 stitches. And I'm like, what are you talking about? Oh, and if you broke it up into like 25 stitch segments, I'm sure that it wouldn't be that bad. But, you know, I don't know. I just can see myself losing count and having to count that many times and, you know. Oh, you totally have to use markers. Yeah. Because I think there's 248 for Charlotte Jazz. Wow. And, yeah, casting on, I can't believe that you've done that so many times. <laughs> and it's a backward loop cast on because it has to be really stretchy. Oh, geez. You should use so, the Italian tubular cast on. That's what I told you last time, isn't it? Yeah, you're not funny. Uh -huh. um, so the cast on isn't so bad. Knitting the first row is horrible. Yes, I bet. And to, and then to see that you don't have fabric yet, you know, after all that. Yeah. You're still like, oh, geez, you know, still have to do fabric after all of this. So, yeah, I can I can hear you. Hear your pain there. Well, I need shawls, though. So that's kind of my goal for next year. Yeah. Well, I, on the other hand, have been hardly knitting anything for myself and doing a lot of finishing for knitting for my sister because um, she took up knitting and she's like doing great. She's taken off. Um, of course, she has me to do a lot more stuff for her than um, than what I did whenever I started, which I didn't have hardly <laughs> anybody to help me. And so, um, but she had like a dish towel that was too difficult for her to do. And I can't remember if we talked about this on the last podcast or not, but I absolutely hate this dish towel because <laughs> it has like this little pattern that's supposed to look like climbing hearts. And so the edges of it are this little lace pattern that looks like climbing hearts all the way up. And then in the middle is like a garter stitch heart. And so it, and it's a tabbed towel so that you can like fold it over your, um, refrigerator or whatever oven handle or whatever and button it and then use it and it will make a great gift however it's the pattern is like on one row you know you knit five and then you do a yarn over SSK and pass the yarn pass one over and then on the next row it's um, knit two together yarn over okay so the yarn over is in two different places so I'd get like you know three rows in and go dang it, I forgot one of those yarn overs way back there. Or, dang it, I forgot to do the SSK and then pass one of the stitches over. And so I would, and it would be like every couple of rows, or I would forget, I would do the SSK row twice, and I just kept tearing it out. And it was something so simple, so easy, but it was annoying her, so she gave it to me. And then, of course, it annoyed me, so I did finish it. So that's good. It is done. And it's on its way to um, the wedding, basically, the my cousin who's getting married. It's on his on the way there, and so I'm just glad to have that done. And then she knit a baby blanket. New knitter decides to knit a baby blanket. How awesome is uh. that, you know? <laughs> so um, she made the hooded baby blanket, which is basically knitting a big square. And I think it was a uh, hundred some odd stitches, you know? And she did, you know, knit one side, purl one side, knit one side, purl one side. And she did great. There were very few errors. Um, she had one like accidental yarn over and I showed her how to drop the stitch down and pick it back up which completely wow. freaked her out but you know 
Yeah, she did great. It turned out beautiful. Um, she did use like an acrylic yarn, and I think she's kind of realizing that she doesn't like that as much. Like it feels okay in the skein, but then whenever you knit it up, it starts feeling that um, plasticky type feeling. You know, the squeaky. That's the thing, squeaky feeling. And um, anyway, she. I seamed the hood for her and then she asked me to pick up the stitches and do the border because she didn't think she could do that so um, and and the it was like I had a day and a half to do the border for her because she was going to the baby shower and she really wanted to take it with her so got that done <laughs> and it's really cute and I'm happy for her to have it done and that she can look at it and be like wow look what I made you know even though the border wasn't done by her the rest of it was and that's pretty awesome so fantastic yeah so she's doing good and um and it was funny when you were mentioning cabling without a cable needle she asked me she's like do I need to buy one of those cable needles because I keep seeing them in the store and I'm like no you don't you absolutely don't need to buy yeah. one of those. <laughs> I'm like, I think it's good to have one in your, you know, in your case, arsenal. Yeah, just, just in case you need one. But yeah. Well, anyway, I told her I'm like, feel free to get one if you want to, but I don't know how to really use one. So when I show you how to cable, I'm probably going to show you without the cable needle, and it will probably freak her out a little bit, so we'll wait a little while longer. But now she's um, cranking out the dishcloths, the little garter stitch dishcloths, without me even needing to help her. And yeah. um, and that brings me to what I'm doing with the, you know, for those people who've been listening to the podcast for a while, they know that I moved from Springfield, where Tammy and I were doing the local knit together, and I started a knit together in Carthage, but it didn't take off so well, and so we took a summer break, and now we're regrouping, and I have, you know, over the summer made more friends, and I know more people, and I've taught other people how to knit, and so I've decided to start a Learn to Knit class as a part of Knit Together. So Knit Together will start back up in October. Um, we have a new meeting location, which I will put the details on our website. If you're in the Carthage, Joplin, Diamond, Neosho, whatever area, you know, this area, you can come on over. And um, I wanted to tell you this, Tammy, because it's so cool. And if you have to teach somebody to knit, I think you should use this pattern. And this is what I'm going to start people out with from now on. I found this pattern called a tribble. And if you're a yeah. Star, Star Trek fan, you know what? the tribbles are, they're those little fuzzy thing, you know, they had an episode called Trouble with Tribbles or whatever. Okay, right. so anyway, they are these round, just garter stitch scrubbies, and the pattern is basically, you cast on 18, you knit a row, and then you do knit one, SSK, and then you knit to two to the end, and you do K2 tog. And then you turn it over and you knit the next row and then you turn it over and you do the same thing over and over again until it's about 10 inches long. Okay, so not only do they get knitting practice, but they get the, the two most popular decrease um, practice that they could possibly need is the All SSK right. and the K2 Tog. Okay, then when you're done with it, you fold it up kind of origami style and you need to sew it together. So then you can give them practice in sewing and you can either do whip stitch or you can 
you know, try to do fancy mattress stitch if you want to, but I was just doing whip stitch when I showed my sister how to do it. And um, then after you've, you've sewn it together, you, you end up with this little tube, and then you're supposed to take your darning needle and go around the tube and pick up stitches and pull it tight, just like you do when you finish knitting a hat. Like, um, you know, if you knit, oh, it, yeah. you know, you pull it, t pull it tight and close the opening. And then what happens is it flattens the tube and you end up with this little round scrubby thing that looks like a hat on both sides of it. And, um, it's a short project. It's really simple. And as soon as they understand the knit stitch, you can start practicing with these things. And I just think they're great for that. And so that is going to be my number one go-to project when I, say, okay, you've learned the knit stitch, now let's do this triple project. And that will be the very next thing that they do. So, oh, cool. Yeah. So when, when are you starting up again? Um, right now, my plan is to start on Monday nights again, because it's the only night that really works for everyone, and to do uh, starting October 5th. So okay. that's my plan. I'm thinking that that might work and um, I actually have put together like a little learn to knit kit that includes um, the darn the tap bent tip bent tip tapestry needles that's hard to say um, right some uh, basically plain cotton yarn from knit picks and a size 7 needle um, with a cable on it so that people can you know practice that and use this needle for a long time and the and the little kit is around ten dollars and they the people who are signing up for this class which I have already like twenty people who are wanting oh to do God. this I know it was That's like awesome it was phenomenal the amount of people and so I'm kind of worried that I might not have enough experienced knitters to help but I'm gonna kind of play it by ear and see how it goes so anyway so there we go so yeah you'll you'll also have to add to your to do list to update um our flyer yes definitely because the location <laughs> will change new one to put up here with the new location so yeah well that's that's awesome I'm, I'm so glad to hear that you know the knitters in that area are coming out of the woodwork and did you ever contact the um what was that guild oh in neosho the, the fiber, fiber guild or yeah there's a i think they're out of neosho and mm -hmm. um i don't know if i actually got a hold of anyone or not, but I did know somebody else who knew somebody else who is running, not running it, but is one of the people who headed up. Okay. And they I'm do. I'm counting on you to, um, you know, get the scoop on that. So I see, need to know if I need to come down on a Sunday afternoon sometime. So yeah, and I know they do all kinds of stuff like um, spinning and weaving and like rug hooking, whatever you call it. You know that stuff. So cool. Yeah. So that's about it for me. And. Um, we have a lot to talk about on our next segment. So do. you will stay with us. We will be right back. His love and mercy Washing over all our sin The people sing The people sing Alright, so coming up, we are going to travel with Tammy again 
Boy, does she ever stay home? <laughs> no. <laughs> As she visits another one of the meccas for knitters and fiber artists. So why don't you set it up for us, Tammy? Well, thanks, Kate. You know, yeah, Robert and I just took this not quite so spontaneous trip as um, Tabitha pointed out to me on Twitter. Um, Tabitha, one of our listeners, um, because I, I booked the hotel rooms about a week in advance, but it definitely wasn't planned out the way I usually plan things. <laughs> Everyone knows I'm a planner. I know every detail of what's going on, but um, because our weekend away got cut short when my mom um, died, and even though we knew we had this work trip coming up, um, actually this coming weekend, we'll be gone again, um, we hopped in the car for a road trip um, this past weekend. And where did you go? Where did you go? With this little town, this little village <laughs> called Schomburg, Illinois, um, where if you're familiar at all, um, that's where Stitches Midwest is. Yay! And I've heard hey. so many crazy things about Stitches that I don't know about you guys, but I just cannot wait to hear all about it. So, um, well, I the recorder, um, you know, with me as, as um, you know, we're just so blessed to have that and be able to, to take you guys along. And it was actually kind of fun. I was driving up the road and I was like twittering and, and mainly it was like Tabitha and Linda who mm -hmm. kept, you know, responding, you know, like, okay, where are you? Where are you going? It's like, do you know where you're going? I'm like, yes, <laughs> I know, but I'm not telling you. And, you know, it's like yarn might be involved and, you know, and so I kept doing like map points, like just, you know, past Lebanon, Missouri and, you know, hello, St. Louis, I see the arch and that kind of stuff. So it was kind of fun. But um, anyway, so um, we got up there. We spent the night um, in Illinois and um, in the Bloomington Normal area and mm -hmm. then got up the next morning Saturday and drove um, two more hours. And Robert got me to the door right as they were opening at 10 o'clock. And, and um, I, I do want to say, I think there was one of the... Um, recording segments that I did I think it was my wrap-up and I was saying that you know it was really cool I'm very glad I did it I'm not sure I would want to do it again <laughs> and and afterwards I got to thinking it's like you know the thing is that was the market all I did was the market mm -hmm. going up and having the opportunity to spend like the four days and to take some classes and do the extra stuff I would totally do that. So I just wanted to clear that up that, you know, to not disparage um, stitches at all. That that wasn't my intent. It was just, it was kind of like, I, I guess I, I just got overwhelmed because it was just yarn everywhere. <laughs> yeah. I've heard that that's the way it is there, that it's just unbelievably crazy. And you it's almost like the Black Friday of knitting there. You know what I mean? Oh, that, that's a good way to describe it. Yeah, like you just, you're just everybody all over the place and everybody's doing everything in your, you know what I mean? So that's kind of the what I had heard. Although I don't think you ne necessarily get the Black Friday discounts on the yarn, but you know, whatever. So yeah, but there, were, there were some people who had some discounts and stuff and everything. And Oh, that's another thing I want to try and, and clear up too. I think just a little note of explanation. Um, when I talk about what I bought or maybe, and, and it, I may talk about it a couple of times because I know I repeated myself. I was just like, oh my goodness, this is crazy. Um, one of the deals was Buffalo Gold. Was um, Ron, who is the owner, was there at the Webb's booth. And I guess they did this at Sock Summit. It was like 
a yarn stimulus package. Mm -hmm. And you could take a skein of yarn and trade it in and get $20 off of this Buffalo Gold kit. So you got a skein of Buffalo Gold, which normally sells for $65, plus like three free patterns. So the one skein would make one of the three patterns. Wow. Um, I, I think I mentioned at some point that the yarn they um, were taking in um, went to a charity, but I don't think I mentioned who it was. And, it, and it's either going to um, Knit for Needs or the Bhutanese Bunna Knitters or something. So Bhutan, I guess, is in Africa. You're my Africa person. Huh. Um, I'm, I'm kind of guessing. I don't know. Yeah. Um, so anyway, it's going to a group like for women who can knit and like to help support themselves and stuff because they can't get yarn. Yeah, you know, basically, like like we can. So um, I just want to clear those things up because I think I was rambling when I was recording, and you know, as I tend to do, and you know, I'm surprised that people just you know listen to me talk. Um, <laughs> but it was fun. <laughs> well, definitely. Well, I can't wait to hear about it. So how about we um, just go ahead and let you guys listen in, and then we will be right back after that with knitting from the word. Hello! We are on the road! Yippee! <laughs> that was um, Darth Robert for um, those of you who follow us on Twitter. Um, this is Tammy, and um, it is Friday, September 11th, and Robert and I have hopped in the car. We took off work um, about an hour and a half early, and we are um, getting ready to leave Springfield and go to um, a destination which for now will remain unknown, um, although you'll hear about it soon enough, I'm sure. Um, and I'm, I'm sure Kate and I probably will disclose it before you even get to hear um, this little recording. But um, anyway, I thought I would take you all along with me and Robert as we go on this little road trip. And um, I think our first stop is going to be in Marshfield, Missouri, because we need to put gas in the car. Um, but we love road trips. Road trips are great. Um Actually, Robert proposed to me on um, our very first road trip that we took together, which was to Estes Park, Colorado. So um, I thought I would just share with you a few of our road tripping tips. Um, one, of course, is um, the radio. You, you need to find out what stations Dave Ramsey is going to be on in um, every area that you're going through. So you have to prepare for that. Um, I also print out a list of where all of the um, Walmart slash Murphy oil gas stations are because with a Walmart gift card, you get three cents off um, the price of a gallon of gas, which is very important when you're planning on driving a thousand miles or so. Um, we have packed the cooler. We've got some um, very important um, items in our cooler. One, of 
course, would be my Diet Coke with Cokes with Lime and some caffeine-free Diet Coke for Robert, except I might share with him some caffeine for later um, when he's getting a little bit tired. And, of course, you have to have some, quote, healthy snacks. So we've got um, some chunks of cheddar cheese, some cheese sticks, some um, mixed nuts, some sugar-free chocolates. We are trying to, to cut back and limit our sugars, so um, our, our snacking um, items in the cooler are much different than what they used to be when, when we would take road trips. And then, of course... Um, I had to pack my knitting bag and decide what I was going to take. Um, you know, I'm working on a cardigan for Arwen as part of the Tempted at 3 a.m. Um, knit along. And it's a little tedious at the point I'm at right now because I'm knitting on the um, both the cable on the band as well as the cable on the cuff. And so I'm going all the way across the body of the sweater and then the length of the sleeve. And there are different places in the chart so I don't want to try and do that in the car for fear I would screw it up but the back of it is um, really just a big stockinette square so since we're spending several hours in the car um, tonight and a couple hours in the morning and then several hours on Sunday when we're coming back um, home I thought I would try and crank out the, the back. So that's really the, the knitting that I brought with me. Um, had to make sure that I had the extra needles. And, um, of course, I've got it stashed in my um, 3 a.m. Enchantments um, Emily lace bag. And, hey, my phone's going off. So I'm going to answer that, and I'll be back with you later. Well, that was my sister calling me. So, um, got that taken care of. So, I'm looking in uh, my backpack, which is my knitting bag, um, because I'm going to need a backpack where I'm at. And um, besides my knitting, I have um, my research. One of the things I always look for, um, besides the gas stations, is um, some of our favorite restaurants. So, um, I know where we're going to find a Smoky Bones, because they have excellent onion rings, and also a P.F. Chang's. Those are also very, very good. Um, I've got a shopping list because, you know, we always have to go shopping. And actually, we were going somewhere that um, has an Ikea. And I have never, ever been to an Ikea before, so I'm excited about that. And I've got our confirmations for our hotels that we price-lined and did a good job on that. And Google Maps for all of our destinations. So we also have an atlas in the car that we never go with anywhere without. And we've got GPS on our cell phones. I have a Borders coupon just in case because um, it came in the email and so I printed it out. And um, I've got some other information um, regarding our destination. So um, then we've got the MP3 player and um, bought a couple of audiobooks. Um, one for for Robert that he really, really wanted, and I think I got um, one of the Yarn Harlots um, audiobooks. The, um, I think it was our first one. It was the Meditations for Women Who Knit Too Much. Um, so we'll have stuff to listen to when we have um, lost a radio signal, although coming back on Sunday we'll be um, trolling the AM dials looking for whatever football game we can pick up. Robert, about them cowboys? Uh-huh. Robert and I um, are in the same fantasy league. Um, again, if you'll recall, I won the Super Bowl in both leagues last year, my rookie year, both in the Chick-fil-A league with Stephen Ginger and also in our church league. Um, 
also runs. And um, Robert and I are playing each other first um, this week. So I'm up on him, but only because I had Tennessee's defense um, last night in the game, which they lost in overtime to the Steelers. Boo. Um, sorry for any Steelers fans out there. Um, anyway, so I've got the MP3 player with music lined up. We've got our cell phones. We've got our cell phone chargers. Um, we've got GPS on our BlackBerry, so um, that's always good good for getting lost, and um, we are now getting on I-44 East, so I'll um, be back with you after a while. Well, let's see, we stopped in um, Lebanon, Missouri, where my mother-in-law lives, and um, visited her for a few minutes on our way. Cardinals fans, so that's kind of a um, just a funny little thing to us. Um, 
but I know it's supposed to be an editing podcast, but right now we're just, we're kind of road tripping it, so, um, anyway, I guess I will sign off for now and, um, talk to you again when something else interesting happens. Okay, well, we are in Illinois now, and this is not recording, I don't think. Okay, I think this is recording now. Um, We are in Illinois, and okay, we'll try this again. We are in Illinois, and um, just went past Bush Stadium, yay, go cards, and saw the arch and everything, and um, it's about 7.45, and, and it started um, getting dark. I was like, wow, when did this happen? You know, it started getting dark um, earlier, because I just kind of missed it, I guess. But um, no worries, because some time ago, um, I forget, I might have heard about this on burn episode or nitpicks, I'm not sure it was my other podcast that I listened to, um, there's a little um, book light that actually fits over your ear like your Bluetooth headset for your cell phone, and it's it's like this little spotlight, but it's on your ear so you don't have to hold it, and you know, with most book lights you would clip it to your book, well you can't clip it to your knitting to see what you're knitting, so this is, you know, right over your ear and it shines down, you know, right where, like when you bend your head down, your eyes are looking at your knitting, that directs the light. So, having it up there is really putting the light exactly where I need it. So, I should still be able to knit for, you know, most of the rest of our um, trip that we're having tonight. So, um, I'm not making a lot of progress on our one. I'm not even up to where I'm um, folding up for the hem on the back. For some reason, this is taking a really, really long time, so I may not get as much of it done as I'd hoped to um, on this ride, but anyway, I at least started it, so um, that's good, and did a provisional cast on so that I'll be able to just hem it um, and get the, um, the cast on stitches into the row when it gets long enough for me to fold up um, for the hem and everything, so... Um, the other cool thing about this light is that unless I just turn my head and look straight at Robert, whoa, we got a traffic jam up here, um, I'm, the light doesn't bother him as far as driving at night, like sometimes the lights do, so, um, okay, we are coming to a complete stop on the highway, this is not good, um, don't know if there's a wreck or road construction, I think it's road construction, so, yeah, we may be off of our um, schedule a little bit tonight. It may take us a little bit longer to get where we're going. So, I know um, Linda and Tabitha have been following my tweets as um, we're making this trip. And, and um, that's been kind of fun. So, it's like they've been going along with me and Robert on this trip. But um, now we're not moving. So, I think I'm going to turn this off and um, keep work- working on the back of Arwen. We'll be back at you later. Saturday morning, and we spent the night in um, the Bloomington slash normal um, area of Illinois. Priceline to hotel and and um, 
pretty cheap, so I can't complain about it too much. I mean, we did, you know, only stay there for, you know, like 11 to 7 this morning, so um, it was okay, you know, for what it was. Um, Priceline's a great way to get a bargain when you're traveling, and um, this is all about, um, at least the the journey is kind of all about um, doing it on the cheap. The destination, not so much, but um, we'll come to that in a minute. So now we're back on um, I-55 North, um, driving through, um, well, we're not driving through them, we're on the freeway, but there are cornfields on both sides of the road, and um, it's really kind of pretty, and it's just, it's so flat, um, and foggy. Um, not like Kansas flat, though. I guess because there's more trees, um, at least where we can see, and there's maybe a little dips in the road and stuff, so it's not like you can see for miles and miles and miles, but, um, anyway, so we're, as, as I said, headed north, um, up towards Chicago, and we're actually going to Schaumburg, Illinois, which is just past Chicago, and if you, um, have been following along on my tweets, which I haven't, um, said this yet, I will as soon as I stop recording, um, Schaumburg is the location for Stitches Midwest, um, I've never been to Stitches, I'm very excited about this, and I have a wonderful husband who agreed to, um, basically just chauffeur me up there, because he's not going to hang out with me at the market, he's going to go back to the hotel with his computer, and, and, um, just, just kind of hang out, and, and wait for me, and then, um, we'll go out to dinner together, and, and have another fun adventure, um, because there's an Ikea store, right, right there across from the convention center, and I've never been to an Ikea, we don't have one, um, in Missouri at all, so, um, unfortunately, we're in my little car instead of our SUV, so I will be limited on the amount of um, home furnishings that we'll have room to bring back, but um, I've always been known as being a very creative packer, so we'll see what happens. Of course, I suppose some of that depends on how much um, yarn I have to fill the back seat in the trunk with, right, babe? Uh-huh. Uh-huh. <laughs> so, um... If you've been listening, you know, to the podcast long at all, you know, I am a planner, and I, I am planned out for, for the trip, so I've got my, um, well, that's not it, I've got my <laughs> ticket already that I purchased online because I got a $2 discount for buying the ticket ahead of time online and printing it out myself, so, you know, I'm all about the discounts, and it's that, that Dave Ramsey mentality that we've got going on. And I've also printed out the vendor listings and made a little shopping list of things that I want to make sure that um, I look for and I find. And and I want to go ahead and do this now because it will be interesting um, tomorrow when I do a recap as we're driving back of what I, if I actually bought what I thought I was going to buy. So I've got my map of, of the floor and there's supposed to be over 150 vendors and I've got several of them marked although oddly enough it's actually like in three I would say three groupings um, if you're going from front to back and I don't have any booths but marked um, in the back so and there's there's several booths there so it'll be interesting just to poke around and see what I find but um, as you go in the entrance um, there's an information booth and then there's like the one booth 100 which is um, 
okay, the Stitches main booth, and that's where you can buy the Stitches gear. So they um, sell tote bags and pins, um, like like that you put on your bag, not a writing utensil, and t-shirts and stuff. I probably, I put down a t-shirt on my list, but I'm already rethinking that. I think I'll probably just buy, like, one of the little pins um, to put on my knitting bag that says Stitches 2009, and that will also save me some money. Um, one of the odd things about me is I kind of discovered that pretty much any t-shirt I buy, it needs to be gray, and it, and it has to have, like, either navy and, and white um, letters on it or whatever, unless it's the St. Louis Cardinals, and then, of course, it's red, but I prefer the gray ones <coughs> with their logo, so anyway, then behind that, there's a section of booths where there is a Malabrigo booth, and Malabrigo is one of the sponsors of West, and apparently, they don't sell any Malabrigo in this booth. It's just information about Malabrigo, but I still think that will be interesting. Um, I'll be able to find Malabrigo in many other booths um, where they're selling their yarns, and I do want to pick up a skein of the sock yarn in um, Solus, the colorway Solus, which is what I made my doomed clap of tea out of. It just, I don't know what I did. I hosed it up, and I ended up just throwing the thing away, but the yarn was so pretty, and uh, so I went to replace it and get that colorway. And then I also want to get the colorway, which is called Va. It's V-A-A. And um, Krista, um, one of our Knit Together friends here in Springfield, and she's Crane, C-R-A-I-N-E on Ravelry, she is making Ishbel out of um, the Malabrigo sock yarn in Va, and it is turning out so gorgeous. I don't know that I'll make my Ishbel out of that, because I've got some Malabrigo lace I was going to use, but I love the colorway, so um, I need to get some of that. And then, let's see, Webs has, alright, Robert's laughing at me for whatever reason. There was a smart car with flames on the front. A smart car with flames on the front. I'm sorry, I missed that. This is why we need a flip Mino to document our road trips. Seriously, babe, we've got to get one for Christmas. Alright, try and calm down from the laughter and pay attention to driving. <laughs> a smart car where did, where did it go? Did you just, you blew it away. You went that you, way. <laughs> it was going oh, it was coming, um, oncoming <laughs> traffic. Oh my. Oh. Yeah, we are so much fun to travel with. I, I, I really wish you guys could be with us, which is why I've got the recorder on. And, and man, if we if we got a hold of a flip Mino, just imagine how much fun you'd have to see, you know, the video of us um, as well. So, okay, so back to my vendor map. Um, Webs, of course, will be there. They have eight booths. And Webs is where I have um, pre-ordered a kit from, um, it's Buffalo Gold. And, <coughs> excuse me, it is um, a skein of the Buffalo Gold yarn. And I think there's three patterns with it. You can make any of the patterns with the one skein of yarn. And this was apparently a special deal that they did at Sock Summit, but it went over so well that they decided to do it again, so they took pre-orders. And basically the deal is if you bring in any skein of yarn, you can trade it in and get $20 off of this kit. And um, I knew just the skein I wanted to get rid of in my stash, um, not because it wasn't pretty yarn or um, good colorway or anything, but um, I just... 
there's there's a story behind this, and I just did not want that yarn from um, this independent dyer in my stash any longer, and it's not any one I've ever ever mentioned on the show, so um, don't worry about that. But anyway, so I'm going to get that kit, and um, then I'm also going to poke around and see what else webs has. Um, their new interchangeable needles are not available yet. They are out for pre-order. Um, the bamboo needles, those look really cool, so I've got those on my radar um, down the road, and maybe that would be a good Christmas present, babe. Are you, are you taking notes? He's shaking his... No. Robert spotted sheep! He, he always spots the wildlife, but... Sweet! Hello, little old. <laughs> Hi, lambs. <clears throat> okay. Um, anyway, so I'm going to poke around in webs and see what I can find there. Um, Kathy Elkins stayed back in Massachusetts because it's the first week of school. She said so on her blog. So it'll just be her husband, Steve Elkins, um, there and, and his crew um, running the webs booth. But um, but that's my list I got there. And then right behind webs is um, Deborah's Garden. Now, if you don't know Deborah's Garden... I don't think she does yarn per se, but she does accessories, and she's the one who makes those cool um, needle gauges that they kind of look a little bit like a snail, as far as like, but they're flat, you know, and it has the holes in it for the needle gauges, and then it's like a necklace or a keychain, um, you know, so that's kind of cool accessories, so I might pick up one of those, and then right across from Deborah's Garden and Webb's, the Yarn Barn of Kansas, that's in Lawrence, Kansas. Kansas. They also have eight boots. Now, I have been to the yarn barn before, um, once, and, yeah, Robert drove. He's, he's pantomiming that, you know, yes, I am the driver to all yarn shops across the nation, and he is, and I love him for it. Um, <clears throat> but but um, the yarn barn, when I was there, I wasn't overly impressed with, I mean, they, they had a lot of yarn, but it wasn't really anything that I didn't feel like it I couldn't get elsewhere, but that was before I was a spinner, and I remember them having all kinds of spinning stuff, and I didn't really pay attention to it when I was there, so I'm excited to see what they've brought um, to Stitches Midwest to the market, and then right behind them is another one of my favorites um, in two boots, and that's Windy Valley Muskox out of Palmer, Alaska. Now, I have not actually been to their location in Palmer, Alaska, although I've been to Palmer, and we tried to find it, um, but it ended up that you had to go down, if you haven't traveled to Alaska, roads are a generous term in some areas. So, my friend was in, you know, just a little sedan, and, you know, we got so far, and she she just w- didn't want to take her car down, you know, and all this rocks and stuff, and I don't blame her, probably would have taken out her oil pan or something, but we have, um, when, when we were up there, and we took, we were taking this road back, we found, it's, it's got to be like one of the most gorgeous um, vistas up in that area, in the Montanuska Valley in Alaska. I mean, it was just breathtaking, and we never would have known it was there if we hadn't been searching for Windy Valley, and I took lots of pictures there on my Flickr group. That was the um, Alaska, when did, when did we, when was that trip, babe? It would have been the last one, just you and me, not with Stephen Ginger. <clears throat> it was when we did the gold mining, and was that September last year? Okay, so if you look at my Flickr group for Alaska, September 2008, um, you you can see some of those photos, and they are just 
gorgeous. So um, I want to check them out because that, of course, is where you can get Kiviet. Um, although I'm not going to buy Kiviet here. I, I'm saving money for um, <laughs> Robert's, like, wiping the sweat from his brow going, you know, wow, phew. You know, thank goodness that she's not going to do that. Um, but Windy Valley Muscots will be at Rhinebeck, which is next month, and I'll be there. So, again, it's like every time I see it, I'm like, I'm going to buy Kiviet, I'm going to buy Kiviet, and I don't. But because this was a last-minute thing, um, I'm actually using some of my Rhinebeck funds to um, spend here today. So, that is kind of my plan. And then, um, going over to the other side of the booths, we have um, Tess Designer Yarns. Now, I'm a big fan of Tess Yarns and have not been able to get my hands on very much of it. I made my Kohlhaas hat out of some leftovers that I got from someone who used to come to knit together. And I've bought some of their sock yarn, which um, I think... Did I... Or the child's first sock out of Tess, maybe? Now I can't remember. Um, and then I've got one more skein in my stash. But I really... Um, yeah, and it's kind of odd to try and order it off of the web, um, off of her website. And I um, I know she's at Maryland Sheep and Wool, but she doesn't come to Rhinebeck for whatever reason. So I want to go there. And... Let's see, I've got Brooks Farm marked because I fell in love with that Primero up at the Midwest um, Fiber and Full Carts Fair. And Interlacements. So, Interlacements Tiny Toes were some of my favorite socks that I had. And Miss Babs. I never tried Miss Babs, so I'm excited to see if I can get a, a skein of that or maybe some of her fiber. Um, let's see, Macintosh. Um, the Loopy U has just started carrying Macintosh, and let's see, I can't read my writing. Um, oh, Signature Needles, they're going to have their own booth. Now, I did pick up um, some of the Signature DPNs when I was in Chicago back in July um, from Loop, Loops Yarns. It's in the, the Dearborn Station up there. Um, maybe it was Loopy Yarns? I can't remember the name of it now. I'll have to look that up. Um, and I'm not a big DPN person, but they're just so cool. It's like you, you had to have some. And I do have some straight needles as well that um, were given to me in a swap. So I probably won't be buying any, but, you know, you never know. You just want to look and see what they've got. And then the other thing that I've marked is um, niche, which I'm not sure if this is the niche out of Atlanta or if it's something different, but I know I marked them because it said they would be carrying um, offhand bags, and you know me in bags, I love bags, so we'll see, I might or might not buy a bag, Robert's just rolling his eyes now, um, I probably won't buy a bag because I really am looking more for yarn and fiber at this event, and um, offhand um, hopefully we'll be having their um, deal again like they did last year around Thanksgiving, where if you made a charitable contribution to um, the Alameda Food Kitchen out where they are, they would send you um, a bag 
um, based on the size of your gift um, as a thank you. So that's how I got my Tanya bag last year, um, although when it came, it immediately got wrapped up for Christmas. Let's see, I've marked out the two booths that I refuse to go to, um, just to make sure I can stay away from them, and that's the, that's the map. So that's, that's kind of my plan of what I'm looking um, ahead to buy, and we'll see what else I find, and, and I will um, you know, talk to you again as we get closer. Oh my word. Okay, so I have been here about an hour and a half, and I'm just now getting the recorder out. Um, I did get here, and after the obligatory bathroom break to be ready to um, walk around, I um, immediately beelined it over to the test booth, like I said I would, and got the most gorgeous green variegated um, worsted um, merino um, to make a sweater out of. I don't know what pattern, so maybe you guys can help me um, figure out a pattern to make with this. I think I got about a little 16, 1700 yards. I got three skeins of was at 570 I think maybe so about 1710 um, number of yards and then um, got a call from my friend Adrian um, Annie 97 who <laughs> I'm waving yes nifty red Chris is like you know going I don't know you at all <laughs> hi there sweetie I'm pausing well, I am standing outside the Webb's booth where the line is backed up um, to pay, so I'm not even going to try and get in there. I'll just order online if I need anything from um, www.yarn.com. Um, been hanging out with Adrienne and Linda, who I forgot her Ravelry name, and um, we're making our run back through every booth again after lunch. And um, I picked up a skein of Macintosh sock yarn. I did go back and get the Miss Babs um, sock yarn, and I got two skeins of that. So I, I do think it wants to be a shawl. Um, I just don't know what pattern. So I'll have about 800 yards, so I'll need some help coming up with an idea for that. And um, looks like we've got um, maybe five more aisles of stuff to look at. And I'm tired this wears me out and the thing is it's it's kind of weird I'm surprised um the convention center is not as big as I thought it would be it's um and it's only about three quarters of the way full there's a big empty space um after aisle 800 so aisle 8 basically and um then towards the back there's a lot of empty space and and then the concessions area and some tables set up for people to eat and then there's a spot set up for like a fashion show that i saw part of but i got kind of bored honestly so um anyway that's kind of what's going on and um i don't know i i'm kind of winding down i've i'm about spent my budget I did see a cute um, knitting mug that I think I might get um, if we get back over to that booth. So I'm seeing lots of patterns, lots of people wearing shawls. I think um, 2010 is going to be the year of the shawl for me. Um, so uh, I'll, after I make the two sweaters out of the sweaters worth of yarn that I've bought here at Stitches. So having a great time. Thanks for um, coming along with me and um, I'll be back for another update soon. Okay, well, 
<laughs> I think I'm done. <laughs> I um, am pooped. It's about 3.40, and I'm hanging out with Adrian and Linda. Oh, yes, podcast. Adrian's like yelling at me on, on the recorder. So anyway, we are up um, in the Starbucks cafe um, in the hotel at um, the convention center. I'm waiting for Robert to come and pick me up. You can probably hear the um, noise brewing in the background, but um, it was a really good day. Went through the all the booths like several times. Um, spent more than I should. Got um, I'm, I'm just going to have to come back and as I unpack my bags because I don't even remember um, everything I got. So I'm really excited about um, the stuff that I did get though. And then um, Robert's on his way to come get me so he'll be calling me here shortly and um, then we'll spend the rest of the night here in Schaumburg and go to Ikea and eat dinner at P.F. Chang's which is one of our favorites and um, so that's you know kind of been my experience at Stitches um, overall impressions it wasn't quite as big as I thought it was going to be um, definitely not as big as Rhinebeck um, so I can't imagine Maryland sheep and wool. Well, we are in our room at the Hilton Garden Inn, which is the first time I've ever stayed at one of these. And oh my word, wow, I nice. I highly recommend it. Robert says it's nice. If you didn't hear him, um, we price lined it for thirty six dollars a night, um, and we just went here the one night. But still, it was. Um, it is really, really nice, and they even have fresh baked cookies in the lobby for you. So when you come in, so that's kind of cool. Um, free Wi-Fi. There's a um, fridge and a microwave. So highly recommend um, these from our limited experience. And um, anyway, so I have we we ate our dinner at Chang's, like we talked about. We got some cheesecake we brought back to the room that we'll have for dessert here after a while. And um, so I was getting changed out of my jeans I was in all day and unpacking my bag to look at my haul to see what I got. And I took a picture and I um, sent it to TwitPic. So it's it's up on my Flickr page or it should be soon. And anyway, so looking at it, I got three skeins of the Test Designer Yarns. Um, it is superwash merino, so it's washable. Um, each skein has 570 yards, and it's this gorgeous green with flecks of blue, and it's just, oh, I'm just, I, I took it out of the bag, and Robert went, wow. So he really liked it, too. Um, then I got six skeins, um, and this was like the bargain of the, the day. Shepherd's Wool. And it was, um, I think, like $8 a skein. And it has 250 yards in it. So I got 1,500 yards of that to make uh, Mr. Green Jeans out of. And um, it's this Indian teal color. So that's really pretty. And then I got um, two skeins of the Miss Babs, I think I mentioned um, earlier. And it is the Yummy Monochrome Sock and Baby Yarn. It's a two-ply superwash. It was $21 a skein um, with 400 yards. So I went ahead and got two because I am thinking about doing a shawl on that. And then I got a skein of um, Macintosh Celtic um, or Celtic sock yarn. Um, the colorway is Morrigan. 
and um, that also has 400 yards per skein and it's kind of a a burgundy plum color because everyone knows that's kind of my favorite colors and then of course I got the buffalo gold um, kit so I've got the skein of the buffalo gold and I think I forgot to mention earlier when I said I um, we, we could take a skein of yarn from our stash or even new and um, turn it in and get $20 off of this kit. Um, they are actually donating those skeins of yarn to um, some women's group somewhere, I don't know, in a foreign country, and um, they're going to use it to make up items and sell and stuff. So it's to help them support themselves and to give them um, a little bit of income. So it was really, it was, it was a charity donation and then you got the $20 off um, on the kit and then from the um, was it the knitting today booth I think I got a mug which was green and um, white it has little sheep on it it says knit happy and then I got this really cool um, it's a it's a wall hanging and it's just wire but it's like twirled around and um, it spells out the word yarn and then it's got like a little charm hanging on it a little beaded charm and then a ribbon to hang it on the wall and then I got the um, needle gauge that's a necklace for um, Deborah's Garden. And I got the dark purple um, because that was for her pet rescue charity. So um, she um, donates, I think, $2 from the sale of these to um, her pet rescue charity. So I was more than happy to do that. Um, I really like the green one. That kind of struck me, but um, I, I was... Um, called to get the one for the the pet rescue so anyway that's what I got I don't think I went too overboard and it wasn't too bad carrying my backpack and an extra shopping bag around because I did have the backpack full because that test yarn <laughs> it took up a lot of space even though it wasn't um, that heavy so anyway I'm going to call it a night and um, I think I, I said before in the other um, segment that uh, stay tuned for knitting from the word and I'll be right back with you do love yarn, don't we? <laughs> At least most yarns. I'm going to omit anything pink or icky acrylic from my list of yarns that I love. But why else do we get excited about going to new local yarn shops or fiber events like Stitches and Rhinebeck? We love it. We love the colors. We love the textures. We even um, attribute personality traits to certain yarns. It's love, pure and simple. But love isn't simple, is it? It can be quite complicated at times, or at least we make it seem that way. When we try to put our own conditions on love, that's when we run into trouble. The problem is, we love imperfect people, and they don't always meet our standards. Thank God that he doesn't impose his standards on us before he chooses to love us. His love is perfect and unconditional. Let's listen to a few things that the Bible tells us about love. John 15, 13-17 Greater love has no one than this, that he lay down his life for his friends. 
you are my friends if you do what I command. I no longer call you servants, because a servant does not know his master's business. Instead, I have called you friends, for everything that I learned from my father I have made known to you. You did not choose me, but I chose you and appointed you to go and bear fruit, fruit that will last. Then the father will give you whatever you ask in my name. This is my command. Love each other. I used to think that these verses meant that you had to be willing to die for your friend in order to love them. And in a way, that's true. For although it doesn't necessarily mean dying a physical death, you need to be willing to die to yourself, to put away your selfishness and put the other's interests and needs first. In Ephesians 5.25-29, it says, Husbands, love your wives just as Christ loved the church and gave himself up for her to make her holy, cleansing her by the washing with water through the word, and to, pre- and to present her to himself as a radiant church without stain or wrinkle or any other blemish, but holy and blameless. In this same way, husbands ought to love their wives as their own bodies. He who loves his wife loves himself. After all, no one ever hated his own body, but he feeds and cares for it, just as Christ does the church, for we are members of his body. And we are just so thankful for all the husbands who express true love in this manner. And we should all know this next one, John 3.16. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son, that whosoever believes in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. How's your love life? Wow, that's really great. And you know that so many times when we hear John 3.16, we don't think about the emphasis that we should put on that word loved. It should be, for God so loved the world. I mean, that he loved us so much that he did this for us and I think sometimes we kind of breeze through that because it's such a common scripture so I'm glad that you bring it to us in that context that's a great great way to do that so anyway um, if you have any prayer requests comments or questions about anything we have here we would totally love to hear from you we also love praise reports gotta have those praise reports to keep us going and um, you can send us an email you can use the contact form or Ravelry any way that you would like to get um, any of those comments and questions and direct prayers. messages on Twitter we're, yeah. we're everywhere we're on Facebook we're on Twitter we're all over the <laughs> internet we're just we're out there if you can't find us then I think that we have missed something so definitely <laughs> so thanks again for listening and um, don't forget to join us um, on Thursday nights if you're here in Springfield and um, check our website for the details on that if you need to yep. or or if you are in the Carthage slash Joplin Missouri area you can join me at knit together West coming on Monday evening starting in October so um, look for the details of that on the site and on the Ravelry board and we will start to um, get a whole bunch of people to come in and I need some people to help me teach so <laughs> hope you guys can do that too thanks a lot All right, I will take this time to close us in prayer. Dear Father, we come to you today humbled by your presence and seeking your face in order that we would know you more. We praise you for all that you've done and all that you continue to do in our lives. Please bless us with the wisdom and strength and faith for the days to come. Father, we ask that you would heal the sickness of our dear friends who really need your touch right now. We ask that you would provide comfort to those who are struggling with the loss of a loved one, the loss of a job, and those who are just going through really rough times right now, Father. Let them know that you were there for them. Thank you for this podcast and the many people that we are able to reach with this technology. Thank you for the knitting that 
um, just brings us closer together each and every day. Father, we ask that you will just continue to bless us so that we can bring around this podcast in order to do your will as you would see fit, Father. We ask that you will protect us all and give us strength to face the days as we the days that come. We ask all of these things in your precious name. Amen.